World Wide Web has long been host to copied and pasted stories of an apocryphal nature. These stories came to be known as Copyvasta, and then the creepy variant emerged. Welcome to Creepy Podsta, the Creepy Pasta Podcast. Hello, welcome. This is the episode of the show. It's you downloaded it. Now you're listening to it. No take backsies. You made my numbers go up whether you wanted to or not. Mwahaha. Now I'll be famous and rich. No one can stop me now. I'll get podcasts on the television. Wait. What's a podcast? I don't think they have them on TV. Never mind. Uh, I'll continue to release a free product that I record with people I already know. (laughs) And, well, sometimes people who are friends of friends or uh, who I know from the internet. Uh, uh, one time I had a famous person. No, two times I had a famous person on here. That was cool. Uh, well, in general, it's not a problem. I will record with anybody, and I'm very good at filling dead air. So, as you can hear now, it's, it works out fine. Even if I have someone on, which I have several times, uh, who's never been on a podcast before, it usually works out just fine. And if it ever doesn't work out, you won't hear about it from me because that would be extremely rude. Uh, so now I'm going to talk about the show. Uh, we talk about creepy pastas. What's happening? Oof, oh boy, I don't remember anything I've said or where we're going. Here we go. We're doing the show now. I'm going to introduce my guests now. I have both returning to the show, not just from last week, but from episodes before that. Katie Versaggi. Hello. And Derek Sotak. Hello. And this week, the story we have to bring to you is called The Perfect Video Game. But before that, an advertisement for a different podcast. Batman, The Dark Knight Returns. Fantastic Four, The Coming of Galactus. Miss Marvel, No Normal. Great comic book stories. But how great are they really? Check out the Comics Canon, the podcast that reads, reviews, and renders judgment on the great comic book stories of yesterday and today. Comics are everywhere these days. They've been providing source material for some of today's most popular movies, TV shows, even Broadway musicals. Musicals? What, you mean like Spider-Man Turn Off the Dark? I was thinking of Fun Home by Alison McDowell. Oh, that, right. So whether you're a diehard comics geek, a casual fan, or just someone who wants to learn more about the story behind the latest blockbuster, join us every two weeks for in-depth but accessible discussions about Captain America, The Walking Dead, and more works to become mass media icons and get the answer to that burning question, does this story belong in that hall of legendary comic stories known as the Comics Canon? Available on ComicsCanon.com and wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome back. I hope that you enjoyed that advertisement. I almost said it advertisement again because I thought that would be funny, but it would not be funny to say it twice. People would just be like, is he saying that wrong? <laughs> Does he not know how that word is supposed to be said? I do. Don't worry. I definitely know. Uh, anyway, we're going to talk about the perfect video game, and that's not just like a general concept. It's a specific story. Katie, why don't you summarize it for us? Okay, so the perfect video game... Uh, it's actually a video game console that looks like a Super Nintendo, but it has no cartridge slot or reset button, and it only has one controller port. Um, 
And apparently it was released in the early 90s, and uh, there were very, very few of them ever made, like maybe like around 50. Um, and apparently the graphics and the sound and everything were so amazing, and the gameplay was so amazing, and like the NPCs in the games were so amazing that players like could not stop playing. And... Uh, Yeah, it's interesting that they the games are built in, there's no cartridge slot, but there's still a port for a controller. Yeah. (laughs) Like why is why isn't it just connected to it permanently like a Famicom? (laughs) Like the Famicom doesn't have any controller ports and that's not a spooky console. Oh, they anyway. want, like, a second-tier company people to be able to make a different controllers for it. Yeah, you want to be able to get the knockoff Mad Cats yeah, controller. Exactly. <laughs> or maybe, like, you want to play Guitar Hero perfect video game. Uh, anyway, onwards and upwards, Katie. Go ahead. Yep, so, um... Uh, this is from the Creepypasta wiki, so it's it's written like someone who was investigating this. Um, yeah, it's another sort of urban legend style one rather than a straight narrative. Yeah, so he like he tracked down people who actually got their hands on it and played it, and apparently, um, like anyone who played it would play it for days, like straight marathoning like, the game, and their parents had to, like, drag them away from it and, like, throw it in the trash to make them stop playing it. Um, oh, okay, so it was Harvest Moon 64. Pretty much, but it <laughs> yeah, was... Yeah, it's, it's, we know what game it is now, yeah. if it's that addictive. <laughs> but it's better than Harvest Moon 64, because apparently... Impossible. <laughs> <laughs> no, apparently, um, when you're playing this game, all of your biological needs were met. Like, yeah, you, you yeah I like that aspect. It, like, yeah. it feeds you and it makes you okay with no sleep. Yeah, and you know, the, the NPCs are really good. Sure, you might even get love. You might even find love in the game. <laughs> but, like, uh, yeah, so um, people would play the game. They wouldn't be hungry or thirsty or anything. And uh, like it, it, was, it was just better than real life. So they would just keep on playing. Um, and yeah, and then uh, there was he. He said he. What was it? We got. Um, he found two independent accounts, uh, and they couldn't really. Uh, they they said something about the game like interfacing, uh, and they started. Uh, oh yeah, they started feeling the damage done to the in-game character. Yeah. So, like, if they got cut, like, with a sword, they would feel a cut on their arm. Mm -hmm. Um, And, um, eventually, like, they were still like, but the game was perfect. Yeah. Yeah. They were still like, oh, the game is perfect and great. Like, it doesn't matter even that we're getting hurt. Yeah. Um, Um, oh, yeah, that's the, the one thing. This is sort of like the turn of the story. Uh, the guy unbuttons his sleeve and he's like, there was a whip. Uh, boss used that was a one hit kill uh, and he got hit by it and then he shows that he has like a whip scar twisting around his arm Yeah. Uh, and then nine days into his marathon of course like all the other stories the parents drag him away took him to the emergency room and throw the console in the garbage yeah uh, and then of course he tries googling bootleg console can't find it uh, and that that's it that's like the whole thing is he just is like i can't find it but there was one uh 
company information sticker on something that I found and it led to an address that didn't have a building at it anymore. Yeah. <laughs> the building disappeared 80 years ago. <sighs> well, that video game company burned down 80 years ago <laughs> this very <laughs> night. <laughs> Yeah, it's, uh, the whole thing is, it's an interesting entry on the Creepypasta wikia, because we usually just get, like, my mom told me when I was growing up that I should never play in the woods alone, but then one day I did. Uh, whereas this one is more like, hey, I heard about this thing and I asked some people about it, like, anybody else have any luck? Uh, which definitely goes back into the copypasta aspect of uh, creepypasta, where this is sort of the thing that would... This seems like the sort of thing that would end up on the Reddit paranormal boards or on uh, 4chan, 4chan's paranormal board X. Um, but, hmm. No, I don't know when it got posted, though. Uh, let's see here. Uh, Derek, do you have any thoughts on this story? Like, it does bring up a lot of interesting thoughts. Like, okay, so you can eat food in the game, and then you gain the sustenance from the food. But a lot of games don't have, like, a going-to-the-bathroom aspect. Seems so <laughs> like you don't go to the bathroom for nine days. And like Kenny was saying, like, all right, you, find, you can find love in the game, so that you become, like, are you in love in real life? If you get a tattoo in the game, do you get a tattoo in real life? <laughs> Well, we know if you die in the game, you don't die in real life, which the is the opposite of what I've been told. Uh, actually, you might. As a, oh, yeah, that's yeah. true, because you get you get hurt enough, I guess you would die. Yeah, it uh, sounds like this guy who was investigating, he was interviewing survivors. Oh, uh, yeah, that's true. Because later well, on... Well, he investigated yeah. the guy who got hit by the whip and didn't die in real life, because uh, the whip yeah. was a one-hit kill in the game. Yeah. Maybe it just takes a while, like, the more you play the game, the more the reaction is. So if you play it for a week and you get hit by the whip, then you just get hurt by the whip. If you play it for two weeks and you get the whip wounds, if you play it for three weeks, then the whip does kill you. Mm. <laughs> Your arm just falls off. It takes off. a while to be fully calibrated to the game. <laughs> Yeah, it, it like cauterizes the wound, totally destroying your arm. <laughs> it's uh yeah, this is a this is an interesting one because it's like uh it was posted in twenty eleven. It doesn't have the same aspect of like, oh maybe it's real that Polybius does. Um, but it's like just it's got just a twinge of believability to it and <laughs> is very vague. Um because what do we have here? We've got a video game console. It's like a plastic rectangle like all the other ones. Uh, it's not described too much so that you could debunk it. The game that you play in it is also not described very much. Yeah. Uh, we can assume that it's some sort of action game based on the fact that a character can hit your character with a whip. <laughs> uh, but that's all we know about it. Oh, uh, yeah, there. It must be uh, Castlevania Symphony of the Night. <laughs> that oh, is a perfect game, alright. Yeah, that's yeah. also right up there as one of the best video games ever. So, it's not Harvest Moon 64, but it is just as addictive. Well, if they got a Chrisogram, that game would have been done. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, uh, it's interesting. Well, actually, do any bosses... Um, I guess when you fight Richter, you use a whip in Castlevania Symphony of the Night. He uses a whip, rather. Mm -hmm. You never use a whip. It's the first one of that series where you don't use a whip, you just use, like, swords and stuff. Uh, so, the perfect video game, to me, 
This doesn't sound like a video game I want to play. No. Well, you uh, want to play like the the workout part of it, like going down to the gym. Or- yeah, I would. I would love a game that fed me and did all my exercise for me. Yeah. But I would not love a game that caused me to feel physical pain. Like I don't even like games that cause me to feel emotional pain, <laughs> like such as a horror video game. Like I know I host a. F- decently popular horror podcasts, I can't play scary video games because they're too scary. <laughs> like, I know they're working on, or I don't know if they're actually working on them, or just, like, they've made some prototypes that didn't do anything with them, of, like, you wear this little suit for your video games, so if you get shot in a part that, like, you get a, you can feel the hits. It's not like it's gonna kill you, but you can, like, at least get tapped if you do get hit. Yeah, the, uh, the haptic feedback suits. Yeah, yeah. I definitely like that idea um i like there's hmm, i guess i would prefer more of a well prefer is a strong word uh i'm more interested in like a sword art online sort of uh neural face because then it can make you feel the actual feelings of the things you're doing um whereas a wetsuit with uh little motors on it is always just gonna feel like a wetsuit with little motors on it Um, but I'd be interested in, mm, I'm not sure I'd be interested in playing something where I had to, like, plug a big Matrix, uh, knife into my brain, but, uh, I'm sure it, it could be interesting if they could figure out something that was non-invasive, where you just put, like, futuristic electrodes on your head. Well, like, there's the, the episode of the new Black Mirror about the, the VR headset type of thing where you oh, don't, they don't implant it and it's got to stick it on Jason to your body. I haven't uh, I haven't watched any of the new Black Mirror because um, uh, I was busy with my Halloween marathon uh, last month and now I'm trying to write every day and also I just started Westworld uh-huh. so <laughs> oh boy. Uh, I guess Westworld also is sort of an immersive video game experience because uh, you just go to this park with robots and they specifically can't hurt you. Although I'm sure that's going to change soon. I've only seen one episode. Don't at me. <laughs> uh, anyway, this um, back to this story, I guess. Um, so what do you guys think of the... Uh, the, like, idea that, like, it's clearly a magic console. Is that spookier to you than if it was just, like, like, if they had cut out the paragraph about how it feeds you and, like, you just played it till you starved to death? Um, I I think that there's a few things that kind of ruin it for me, uh, throughout. Like, the fact that it's, like, it's just a console, it's not, like, a VR thing. Like, if it was VR, I'd, I'd buy a lot more of it. Um, mm. but, like, if you're just sitting there staring at a TV, like, there's no way I can believe that you can be that immersed in the game. Um, and there's no way that, like, like, in the 90s that any hardware was that good. So, yeah, it's definitely magic. <laughs> Well, like, even if the hardware was good, your TV is still not good. Yeah. yeah exactly. Your TV can still only display like 360 vertical pixels. Yeah. Uh, or whatever. Yeah, it's, it's interesting that they sort of, like, I guess they had to go the magic route, but I would have, uh, I probably would have thought, like, uh, like, thought this was more scary if it was just, like, we don't know what the game was like, but we know that people played it for a week and then, like, died because they kept, uh, like, 
pooping on themselves and <laughs> not eating food, and it was a real bad situation. Yeah. Like, if it was a non-magical game system, I think the story needs, like, an act three to it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It just seems to kind of end, like, if it's magic, yeah, sure, do whatever, you're fine with that, but if it's science-based, it's like, well, you've told me two-thirds of the story, let's let's wrap it up with something to put this baby to bed. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's interesting that it doesn't have an ending. Sorry, Katie, go ahead. No, it's okay. No, it's that, uh, the ending that we do have, um, like how, you know, there were 15 or so people found dead in their homes and looking like they'd been butchered or in pieces. Um, and the whole thing with, you know, oh, the warehouse, it was demolished over 80 years ago. Like, like that's that's as much wrap-up as we're going to get for it. And, yeah, I, I just wish there was more or that it fit just, like, it stopped there with, like, I wasn't able to find anything else on it. <laughs> yeah, it was just like, oh, yeah. Or I think uh, the, the whip would have... Like, the, the last paragraph could just go away, and it ends with the story from the whip guy. Yeah. Uh, rather than, oh, and I found out a little more gruesome details, and I found out a little bit more, but then nothing else. Yeah. Like, you gotta end strong if you're gonna have this sort of thing. Uh, this is the sort of thing where I could see someone doing, like, uh, black tapes or Tannis-style audio series, like, trying mm-hmm. to investigate yeah. this or Polybius-style thing, mm-hmm. which, uh, maybe I'll do that. That would be fun. Uh, that's a thing I could write, probably. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's, uh, it's interesting that, uh, this didn't, like, it's very similar to Polybius, but I don't think I, I thought of that right away. Yeah. Uh, it's it's yeah. different enough that I was like, yeah, I guess it's uh it's its own thing. <laughs> yeah. I guess I guess Polybius would be the the science based version of this, and this is the magic based yeah. version of that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They they sort of both have that uh, X Files aspect to it, but mm-hmm. uh, yeah, I yeah, Polybius seems plausible, whereas this is explicitly like a supernatural video game. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, anyway, that's all I have to say about the perfect video game. Do you guys have any final thoughts before we get into our spookiest parts? Hmm. Uh, nope. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> okay, uh, let's get into the spookiest parts then. Uh, Derek, do you have a, a spooky part? Oh, just any video game that's going to, you know, whatever happens in the game happens in real life. Yeah, that's that's creepy. Mm. Yeah, like the Gerard Butler uh, film Gamer. Yeah. <laughs> the scariest movie of all time. <laughs> no, I've never seen that, and I never will. Oh, uh, Katie, it's, what's... It's fun and goofy. <laughs> if you like the crank films, okay. you'll like Gamer. Oh, maybe I'll watch Gamer then. I thought it was... Hall does a pretty cool dance at the end. <laughs> I thought it was a boring movie, not an exciting bad movie. Oh, no, it's an exciting bad movie. <laughs> okay, that's good. Uh, Katie, what about you? What's the spookiest part? Um, definitely what Derek said. And uh, I thought it was odd that like these games were so like vivid and immersive, but uh, any any of the survivors that were interviewed, they like they couldn't remember much about the game until... Uh, the guy investigating was like, well, apparently it's like this, this, and this, and then it would like, it would kind of come back to them. Even though some of them were like, 
physically wounded by the game. They're like, oh, I don't, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. They're like, oh, yeah, no, it was pretty great. Uh, and there's, like, itching. Like, you, do you have a copy by any chance? <laughs> Maybe just, like, a screenshot or something that I could crush up and snort? Uh, I think the spookiest part for me is just the image of a kid, like, being dragged away screaming from a video game. Uh, yeah. that's sort of like, uh, the you idea. Watch that on YouTube, though. Yeah, that's <laughs> true. Uh, but as part of, in the context of a horror story, it becomes scary. Yeah. Uh, I, I like that, uh, that sort of. <clears throat> Kids are creepy, first of all. Yeah, Let's just creepy. get that out there. Yeah, they're, they're a creepy bunch. Um, but also the idea that, like, a kid could be going through some kind of addiction or possession is instantly a horror thing because like they're they don't have necessarily the emotional maturity to resist uh that sort of thing um or like the self-knowledge to be like oh i'm this is bad that this is happening to me so the idea that they could become like so super addicted to a video game like this is very interesting uh and spooky to me um so that's going to do it for the perfect video game. Uh, let's get into plugs. Derek, where can the people find you uh, if they want to hear you talk about nachos? Uh, if they want to hear me talk about nachos, you can go to nachodomics.com where I write about nachos and you could probably watch me talk about them somewhere on there, knowing me. <laughs> or I also co-host the horror movie and story podcast, uh, The Horror of Nachos and Hamatashin, available at podcast places where you listen to them today. <laughs> Yeah, like perhaps an iTunes or a Google Play Store or like a third-party app. Oh, yeah, Stitcher, that's one of them. Yeah, there's also... Listen, it's 2016. If you don't know how to listen to podcasts, uh, then I guess you weren't watching the news when Serial came out. How are you even listening to this podcast, if that's the case? Oh, man, what if it's just uh, inside of your Polybius or uh, Perfect (laughs) Video Game arcade machine and you're trapped and you have to listen to it that doesn't make any sense uh it makes as much sense as the rest of the perfect video game uh katie where can the people find you and would you like to plug any current or upcoming projects uh yeah you can find me on twitter tweeting about butts uh at katie underscore v and uh awesome games done quick is coming up in january you can watch it on twitch.tv slash games done quick or on youtube at the same uh same address um, and that's about it. And of course, you can always find me on Twitter, J3FK. Follow this show, uh, Creepypodsta, also on Twitter. Uh, follow us on Tumblr. We don't get a lot of Tumblr likes and reblogs, and I would, I want to change that. It's weaponizedlanguage.tumblr.com. And you know what I never plug on the show is the Patreon. You can get bonus episodes of this show, uh, and bonus episodes of the Pokemon show, and, uh, me, you can get access to things I've never, like writings of mine I've never published anywhere else, and you can get all of that for no more than a dollar a month. If you give $10 a month, you'll get a physical prize, and $15 a month, you'll get more physical prizes. Um, but for just a dollar a month, you get two audio things and one written thing every month. Uh, last month's were uh, me talking about all the horror movies I watched. 
um, and sort of reviewing them and sort of misremembering which movies I had watched. Uh, it's fun. Go listen to it. Uh, give me give me that sweet dollar every month. I want to have your dollars. Um, well, that's this entire episode. Uh, I mean, that's definitely not part of the episode. I don't know why I said it like that. But anyway, uh, it turns out that the address for this file led to the website of a warehouse demolished over 80 years ago. <laughs> that's <was> dumb. <laughs> Stupid. <laughs> mm. Thank you.